Who are you? Whoever you want me to be. Don't say I never gave you anything. It's feeling epic. Three words. Eight letters. Well, if you couldn't tell by now, we are talking all about Wednesday on today's episode, which I would say, I mean, is this the most popular teen show of all time that we've seen? I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check the stats on that. But <laughs> I, it felt like it for a while there. It felt like it was just completely taken over. And also, like, got those Emmy nominations, which does not happen for a teen show. This show was so fun. And it really did just capture, like, so many different people's attentions. Like, I feel like I had friends who watched this show who have, like, never really watched a teen show before. Really? Do you think, like... Was it because it was like spooky or related to an existing IP? Do you think that that drew them in? Yeah, I think that, you know, people know, are familiar with the Addams Family. Sure. So I feel like that draws people in. And I just think it was like one of those things that everybody was watching. Yeah, I think, you know, it came out right around Thanksgiving and people were off for work or off of school. The teens were out of school. And they had that long weekend to just binge this show and it's only eight episodes and so they just dove on in and then it sort of stayed around in the zeitgeist for the next month or so, I feel like. Yeah, it was huge. Everyone was talking about it. And I was surprised, like I did not realize how much of a teen show this was going to be when I first watched it. And I remember I texted you and I was like, you have to watch Wednesday. It's basically like a teen boarding school show. You're going to love it. You did because I too, I thought like, oh, it's based on the Adams family. It's directed by or produced by Tim Burton. And I thought it was going to be more of like a, an origin story like type of um, series. And I didn't realize it was going to be a teen show. And when you texted me, I was like, well, shit, I got to get on this. And it took me a minute. But then I, I was like hooked from like, 10 minutes into the first episode. I remember you texting me and you were like, I love it. Yes. And I was like, I told you, I don't steer you wrong. No. But I just didn't realize that it was going to be like so coming of age and and really, you know, watching Wednesday grow and w- that we were going to have this whole like boarding school slash kind of like high school element. Like I was just delighted though. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to be funny, which I don't know why, because I guess like the Adams family started as a comic strip and those movies were meant to be funny, like the ones that were um, in the nineties. But this is like, it's a very funny show and is nominated in the comedy categories for those Emmys. So I guess that was a really pleasant, a pleasant surprise. I did not realize it was nominated in the comedy categories. It sure is. Okay. That's a, you know, that's a stretch, but. You don't no, think but, it's ha ha funny? Okay. I definitely do think it's funny. And I do think that, that, you know, sets it apart. Like she has some really great one-liners in the show, which I do love, but you know, okay. I'm a little shocked it's in the comedy, but I guess there's not really like mystery thriller category yeah dramedy category yeah yeah which really maybe they should add yeah um but yeah thrilled that you know we're getting some teen show representation at the emmys whenever they will be so i will be rooting for this show yes very excited to cheer them on um what do you think like with this show resonated with so many people 
Um, I think, like you said, I think we love a teen show. We love um, like this sort of fish out of water storyline. Yeah. And I think that even though she's going to this this school where she is among peers, yeah. she doesn't feel like she relates to anyone. That's it's part of her personality. So I think that we always like to watch a character in a new environment, try to find friends and try to find a new home. Yeah. Um, you know, I love a mystery and there's a mystery at the center of this one. So it's that, you know, tuning in episode after episode to figure it out who did this. And then we get a little love triangle on top of it. Well... We're going to get into that. And I personally, obviously, love that part about yes. it, even though it was quite cro- controversial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, you're right. I think that we love like an outcast story. We love to root for somebody. And Wednesday is a, b- a little bit like of an underdog in the story, but it, you know, is a character who doesn't realize she's an underdog, which makes it mm-hmm. like even better because she's so confident and so um, like uh, sure of herself, um, which is great to see also in a lead female character. And also lovely to just see a lead female character in a teen show. A lot of times we do not get that. I feel like we grew up with a lot of shows that were you know, a boy was at the center of yeah. it. I don't want to say she's like a strong female character because that phrase makes me cringe right. a little bit, but yeah. but she is um, definitely a tough cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough cookie. That's <laughs> putting it mildly. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, she's unafraid to speak her mind, which I think is just so refreshing to see. We also just love a story of, you know, these characters kind of embracing their weirdness. Like, I feel like those are, you know, the teen shows that get very big when it's about characters who are outcasts, but they're, you know, embracing that, you know, maybe like different side of themselves. I mean, we saw it with Glee, which, you know, I love bringing up a Glee reference in these. You know, did they do it as well? Probably not. But I mean, it is interesting that I do think that like those shows, you know, are the ones that become very popular and seem to resonate with like a wide, you know, variety of people. Yeah, 100%. I also do agree with you. I do think the balance of murder slash mystery, romance and drama is just so, so good. They do it so well. I love it. I don't have have anything to add. I'm doing great. Uh, Well, what was your, you know, out of out of those three elements? So murder slash mystery, that's the same category. Mm hmm romance and drama like what you know what was maybe like your favorite that this show brought I think for me it was maybe the drama I do love the romance um yeah always but you know that wasn't really the central focus of the series which I appreciate it um I like it and I would like more of it in the future but yeah um I think we were okay to start off without it and the murder mystery I love that but I don't know that they did it as well as I've seen in other other shows. Yeah. So, but the drama was sort of her with, with everyone else, clashing with her her teachers, her family, her, you know, fellow students. I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. And we love a good, like, coming of age. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of, like, the drama of this season was her personal growth and, you know, kind of like that classic coming of age storyline that I feel like worked really well in this series. Yeah. What about you? Were you a, a romance girly? Well, I like that it was more a bit of a side story. I don't think it would have worked if it was like the main 
point of this. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been really weird. And I feel like in supernatural shows, I like when the romance is a little bit more of like a side thing. I definitely like that they incorporated it because I felt like it added a little, you know, something to the show and does, you know, fit the teen trope. Um, You know, we need a little bit of like romance in these stories, I think. I did enjoy the the mystery aspect of this. Um, just because I think that that brought something a little different. I'm, and I know we, we've seen other supernatural shows, but I do feel like there's not a lot of like mystery in it. I mean, we see a lot of murder like in the in the supernatural shows, but there's not always like a huge mystery of like yeah, who did it. I was gonna say it's a who done it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, like you said, in those supernatural shows, we see the death happening, and it's like meant to be shocking or sad or what have you. But yeah. it's we're not like uncovering secrets and trying to put together clues. And so I think in that way, this show stands out from a lot of other supernatural teen shows. One thing that kind of like sets it apart from other supernatural shows is like it is funny. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, in the supernatural shows that I've watched, like just like the Vampire Diaries like comes to mind. Like mm-hmm. there's really not much you can do with like comedy no. in that show. I also feel like too in this one, like we got right into the mystery and right into the story. Um, And I think a lot of times on season one of these like supernatural shows, it takes a long time to build the world. Yeah. Um, And we kind of like sit in that for like sometimes like 10 episodes of like like, learning about it. And this was like, boom, we're in it. Exactly. Like I think about like how long it takes for all the characters to figure out that like there are vampires in Mystic Falls. Right. Um, And that that takes a long time. And here it's just like, nope, you're going to a school and everyone at the school has some things supernatural or like otherworldly about them. And we're just the sort of mystery is figuring out this external case yeah I like that we didn't need too much like of an explanation like we you know we got a kind of a quick of like you know the groups of the school and kind of like what supernatural beings are there but like you know we didn't have to have these like rules that are all brought up and like too many explanations they more showed us instead of telling us which I really appreciated in this yeah agreed I also think it's interesting that like this show um comes from existing IP which like a lot of teen shows do they come from like book series or things like that right. but this is something that's like so much older yeah and has been around for decades and originated in different formats it was a comic strip and then it was movies and it was a different tv show and it was a Broadway musical that flopped and now we've got <laughs> I did not know all of this. Yes. Like, I see, I feel like I do not know much about the existing IP. So please tell us, Claire. Well, I was going <laughs> to ask you, I don't have a super strong familiarity with it. I know about these, that it existed. We we both know the theme song because that's yeah. been in the culture forever. But um, I never really watched any of the other um, iterations of this story of this family yeah. before before Wednesday. What about you? I did watch the Adams Family movie with Christina Ricci, but like I, I don't really like remember it much. Um, there's like maybe like some scenes if I rewatch and I'd be like, oh right, like I remember that. Um, but so I feel like it's like for me, I just really think about Christina Ricci like for Wednesday, and I think it was kind of bold to you know take like a character that we fully see kind of as one person. Yeah. And to build a whole new show about it. I mean, that's risky. I mean, luckily, it definitely paid off. Um, But I feel like for me, like, Christina Ricci, like, is 
or was, should I say, sadly, Wednesday. <laughs> Not like she died, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, you just... It's like... Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Like you view Harry Potter as Daniel Radcliffe. Right. And it's it's hard to like get that out of your heads. And this succeeded in that, which, you know, is is tough. Right. So like when someone says the character Wednesday Adams, you're going to picture Jenna Ortega instead of Christina Ricci now. Right. I, yeah. I think I, fl- I flip flopped. I, yeah. Now now we are viewing her. Yeah. I think also it makes sense that like Jenna Ortega, she's sort of started off in her career as this kind of quote unquote scream queen and doing these sort of horror adjacent properties or straight up horror movies. And so I think that she, as an actress, you sort of associate her with these characters. And so that sort of lends itself to picturing her as Wednesday Adams as opposed to Christina Ricci. Well, she also seems a little bit like a freak in real life, which I like. I think that that is like smart. Like, I'm happy that the person playing Wednesday is a little creepy, it seems, yeah. you know? like She seems like a little kooky. Yeah, which I like. I think that, like, you know, if she was like, I am nothing like the character, and I'm, you know, I'm so cheerful in real life, yeah. I'd be like, oh, God, like... Yeah. Um, I, what was it that she said that she did? She, like, had, like, dead animals or something? Oh, it was, like, something like that, and I was like, wow, that PR. <laughs> <laughs> Her publicist must have been like... Please stop speaking. But it works for this role. Right. Like she is outspoken like Wednesday is. And I think that that really um, helps to solidify her believability as this character. But yeah, you know, don't know that much of like the Adams family, like history and, and background. It's like, I just know kind of like who the characters are. I did appreciate, I'm sure there were more Easter eggs in the show that I didn't catch, but I did love that the the way to open the secret passageway to the secret society is like the double snap. Oh like, yeah. That was, a, that was a cute little nod to the theme song. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate that. I mean, we love when that double, double snap comes up. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's iconic. Yeah, it really is. And it's like wild that it's just a snap. That's yeah. it. You know, it's all it takes. <laughs> Do you want to know what Jenna Ortega did? I found it. Sure. Yeah. What? She performed autopsies on small animals as a child. Uh, that's right. Is your mic on? Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> well, thank you for that, producer Jesse. We needed to know the facts of that. And honestly, it's creepier than what I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe creepier than Wednesday herself. Honestly, yeah. I don't know if Wednesday would really do that. But you know what? She's great in the show. So that's really all that matters. (laughs) So Jillian, did you have a goth phase growing up? Or are you in a goth phase right now? Um, Wow, good question. Um, I was not a goth in like middle school or high school. I feel like the goth phase was very big when I was more in middle school. Yep. Like the Avril Lavigne years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I was like friends with the goths. Like oh, they nice were always so nice. Like they were always so friendly. Um, but no, I wasn't like wearing black all the time or dyeing my hair black or wearing like all those bracelets. You know, I was, I was wearing my polo shirts for sure. Um, I'm kind of sad that I didn't experiment with it a little bit more. I think that would have been fun. I definitely was a little emo. I mean, I listened to like emo music, but like kind of like everybody did back then. Yeah, emo became like palatable goth almost, yeah. I think, for the mainstream. I, I too, I was never a goth, but I, I got along with the goths. Yeah. And it was always interesting when one day there'd be like a kid at school who like was dressed 
like like everyone else. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say normal, but you know, they were dressed in color. And then yeah. the next day they would show up in all black with like a nose piercing. And mm. you'd be like, what happened to you overnight? Like, where did this come from? But I know. I know. I guess in middle school, we're all just trying things out. I know. That's why I wish I experimented a little bit more. Yeah. I always love, though, when like the parents would go like you'd see like a parent pick up like a goth kid like from school. And it's like the mom is dressed in like, you know, her like cardigan sweater and like pants <laughs> and is like picking up her goth daughter. Like I loved it. Like yeah. it, was, it was just always like <laughs> so great to see, though, because for some reason in your head, you're picturing them having goth parents. Yeah. Um, but I will say today I am dressed, you know, this isn't really goth, but it is an ode to Wednesday. I got mm-hmm. my black blazer, black pants. We got the braids in, you know, we're really trying today. Yeah, you are devoid of color except for your nails, but we'll allow it. They look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We both decided to dress in tribute to Wednesday today. Yeah. I, too, have the braided pigtails, got like a, a black lace shirt it's sort of like more like her at the dance, I Which think. Which I love. Yeah, I yes. love the ode to the dance. Yes, you're more like Wednesday every day. Like, yeah. And I'm like ode to the dance and um, some black leggings. But yeah. Well, I mean, Wednesday kind of is like a fashion icon, I feel like. Oh, yeah. If you see like someone dressed like that, you know exactly. Like for Halloween, it's very like, oh, you're Wednesday, Adams. It's a recognizable look. Well, Halloween is this week. Maybe I will just wear this. You just need to work on your scowl. Oh, yeah, I know. That's hard. And I got to not blink, too. Yeah. Going full Wednesday. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into season one. Uh, Why don't you give us a quick little recap, Claire? Okay. A lot happens in season one, but I'm going to do my best to keep it moving. So Wednesday Adams gets kicked out of her high school for causing trouble, gets sent to Nevermore Academy, which is a private school in Vermont for quote unquote outcasts, people with, you know, supernatural abilities or what have you, werewolves, vampires, sirens, etc. Um, she finds herself in a love triangle with uh, Tyler, this boy from town who's also the sheriff's son and Xavier, who is another student at the academy, who is an artist. She uh, stumbles upon a murder mystery. There's a creature that's killing all these people and she wants to investigate, but all the adults tell her to stay out of it. She doesn't listen. Um, She finds out that she is descended from this witch that was killed by this pilgrim named Joseph Crackstone because he wanted to kill all the outcasts. And then it turns out that, surprise, Tyler is the creature that's been killing all these people, but he's been being controlled by Christina Ricci, who is a teacher at the school because she wants to resurrect Joseph Crackstone to kill all the outcasts once and for all. Wednesday and the other students band together. They defeat Christina Ricci and Tyler and Joseph Crackstone. And the series ends um, on a cliffhanger with Wednesday learning that somebody has been watching her. Wow, that was a great recap. Thank you. Good work. You really hit all the points there. Thank you. I, I tried. I practiced. Good, good. No, that was that was spectacular. Thank you for reminding us what happened because I kind of forgot. I mean, this came out a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. so and when you watch it, and one day you kind of forget things like character (laughs) names. I mean, Joseph Craxton. I had to look that up. I was like, "There's a pilgrim man, and he's bad." Uh, but yeah, I mean, also they pack a lot into those eight episodes. They and do. So there's a lot, a lot of stuff that obviously I didn't even mention. I didn't even mention Enid. Oh, we, we love Enid. I know we do love Enid. Um, Enid is the her roommate who's a werewolf, and she's super colorful and bubbly, and the opposite of Wednesday in every way. And that's some fun tension. Yeah, I feel like um, Enid and Wednesday was one of my favorite parts about season one. Like just watching their friendship and. 
I just love watching two characters who are so different come together, find some common ground, and form a beautiful friendship. I really like that. Yeah, I think that she um, is so positive and so unrelenting in trying to be Wednesday's friend. Even when Wednesday is cold and shuts her mm-hmm. down and, and disappoints her, Enid still shows up for her and saves her in the end. And I think that we need more people in the world like Enid. I love a try hard in these shows because I feel like they um, like in the past were kind of worried maybe about putting in a try hard about them being like unlikable or something. Yeah. So I appreciate Enid's try hard energy and it does not come off as annoying. Like we love it. Yeah. I think it's a generational thing because like a lot of times a try hard in the past would be seen as uncool. Yeah. And Uh, Wednesday would be much cooler because she doesn't care and I think that of our generation like that was like the cool thing was to be like I don't care about this and like whatever and I I wonder if maybe Gen Z is a little bit the opposite where like it's cool to care it's cool to try and to show that effort and to talk about that effort Um, so I don't know maybe it's better for them than it was for us (laughs) Well, you know, Taylor Swift also taught us it's okay to care. (laughs) She's never been a natural. Never. Yeah. Never been a natural cool girl, but we love her. What else, you know, did you like from season one? Like, did you have like a favorite moment or favorite scene at all that that you really loved? Um, I liked the sort of subplot with Wednesday and Morticia with her mother and how she is, um, even when she's not around, she's trying so hard to get out of her shadow and to be the opposite of her. And part of me was like, why? Like your mom seems like she loves you and is, you know, she's not terrible, but she really wants to um, assert herself and be independent. And um, I think that that is a very relatable thing to feel as a teenage girl. Yes. Where even if you have like a a good mother, a good relationship with your mother, you still are really trying to set yourself apart from her. Yeah. I mean, mother-daughter relationships are complicated. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that subplot like throughout the season of Wednesday really, you know, trying to, yeah, kind of get out like from her mother's shadow. And her mom, though continuously showing like I care about you like I want what's best for you I thought that they just really like hit that dynamic you know so well yeah I agree one of my favorite moments from season one was the dance I mean oh my god of course we get a lovely high school dance which is just always a bright spot I love when we get a dance it's always so good you get to see all these characters out of their uniforms dressed up Mm -hmm. Wednesday's wearing an amazing dress incredible dress I would wear that dress oh totally yeah um maybe I'll get it for Halloween oh yes (laughs) um and on top of that, we get an iconic dance scene. I mean, it's incredible. I think I I was a little delayed in my watching of the show. Yeah. It took me about like a month after it first came out. But I knew about that dance scene. It was everywhere on social media. Yeah. Figure skaters, you know, copied it for their routines. Like, right. it's honestly incredible. And the impact of that scene is really something. Like, that song was rising up the charts after that dance scene. We love a moment that becomes viral. It's just, you know, it's something we can all kind of like talk about and comment on. I also love that they brought in like an ode to Carrie at the Mm -hmm. dance scene too. Yes. With blood flying everywhere. I thought that was just a really good. I love when a teen show kind of like brings in an element from another teen movie or teen show. When it Um, references another. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That really worked. 
I think I also really liked, um, this is so s- silly, but like when Wednesday would play the cello. Oh, like, I know. It was just such, such a fun little like addition to her character. Yeah. That made her more interesting. And like when she's playing like paint it black, like all the music choices in the oh, show were so excellent. So good. Um, so good. So that instrumental version of that was really fun and like really like, you know, on the nose, but I enjoyed it. And I think Jenna Ortega like learned how to play the cello yeah. for that too. Uh, yeah. She went through like a lot of uh, prep work when I think I read that as well. Method. <laughs> <laughs> Our girl's not cutting corners, is she? No. Well, another one of my favorite things about season one and favorite characters, Thing. Oh, Thing. I love Thing. Like Thing could have flopped. They could have done that just like really bad. And the fact that Thing doesn't speak but brings like so much comedy saves the day all the time. Yes. Like I kind of love when we have that of like something that's able to like keep the plot moving forward and save the day. Like, you know, in Vampire Diaries, like, you know, we have the witches who are always mm-hmm. able to kind of like get over hurdles for the group yeah. and, and help save the day. And I feel like thing is that in this of like Wednesday falls into all these obstacles, but Thing is always there for her. Yeah, I got like really sad when Thing gets like injured and like, it's just, it's a hand. It's just a hand that's crawling around. But like, I cared so much about Thing. I know. And I was so worried about them. And also like credit to that like actor for like being able to like express emotion through just literally just their hand and nothing else. It's so impressive. I mean, that was crazy. Like, I'm just so happy that they did that right because... Again, I just think like that was a risk, like yeah. making that such like an important character, you know, that that could have, you know, if the hand wasn't great, it could have flopped. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it could have been really hokey um, yes. and it wasn't. Instead, it was like very sweet. I know. I, I really, really love that. Should we talk a little bit maybe about what we didn't love about season one? We can. Yeah, let's let's touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, What you know, what maybe like didn't hit the mark for you in this first season? So I don't I tend to not love a storyline where like the character, the main character is like chosen because of like their history. Like Wednesday is like the one who has to save the school and she has all these visions because it's her ancestor who was murdered by crackstone however many years ago yeah and she has the power and then at the end when she's stabbed and like the ancestor like appears in front of her and like magically heals her like that kind of stuff i don't love i want there to be like why can't she just be the one because she's like really smart and really tough why does it have to be like related to her family history yeah you know I, I, I get that. I think for me, I kind of enjoy a little bit of like a history element to it because I think it just adds like another layer and we learn a little bit more um, like about the family and maybe why she is the way she is. So I kind of appreciate a little bit of like more of a backstory just because I do think it's, you know, I like some layers there. But I, I get what you mean. It, it was... It was a lot. There was like a lot of history kind of involved with this. Like every character had a like deep ancestral history that 
you know, influence the mystery. Yeah, the fact that it was like two sets of, of histories. It yeah. was like the, the Goody Adams and right. Crackstone history. And then also the history of the Gates family and her parent and yeah. Wednesday's parents and the whole thing where Christina Ricci comes into it. Like that it's two sets of like histories that are like, it's a lot to keep track of. And I just yeah. sort of think, I think one would have been plenty. Yeah, I think that I would have, you know, I could have done with just like her historical stories that we learn a little bit more like, about her family and her history as like the main character. Yeah. Anything you didn't like about season one? I would say I just wanted some more like supernatural characters. Like I wanted like to learn more about like the shapeshifters or like the vampires. And I know I said before, like, you know, I'm glad we didn't get bogged down in like history and rules Mm -hmm. of that. But I just think that like, I want it. We're at a school of like supernatural beings. Like, show me a vampire. Like, yeah. did we even see a vampire? Um, I think that their friend Yoko is a vampire, but like, we're told that she's a vampire. But like, like you said, like they could show us these supernatural creatures and not right. like tell us about them. Like, just let me know. Is like garlic a thing with the vampires here? Is she sucking somebody's neck? Does she drink out of a blood bag? Like, I just need a little bit of that, you know? Yeah. So I think I would have liked a little bit more of like supernatural characters as like secondary characters, maybe. But um, like I really appreciated Enid's story of, you know, being a werewolf and, and learning all about that. And I think that we maybe just needed a little bit more of that. Yeah, I think that they touch on her um, and how she's struggling to was to wolf out is yeah. how they phrase it. Like yeah. she's still hasn't done this yet. And she's sort of like the black sheep of the family. And yeah. Um, and that was really sweet, but I think we could have gone more into like, why? And like, why is this such a problem if she doesn't do that? You know, exactly. How does she get herself to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think just a little bit more on the, maybe the budgetary side, the practical side. I think, um, the graphics like that hide creature, the look of him was a little tough. Like the oh, better, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like some better, some better CG in the future, which is wild because their budget must have been like so much. Right, they had so many characters. They yeah. had, you know, like high profile writers and directors. Yeah, and like you couldn't have spent like a little bit on on a better, you know, monster. Like spend that Netflix money. Yeah. I agree. I feel like I couldn't like see the monster. It was so dark. Like I was like, wait, what? Does it have a face? Are there teeth? Like what is going on there? Well, maybe they were trying to hide it because they didn't know how to like animate it. Yeah, that's true. I know. You know, maybe they'll they'll get some more budget in season two and we'll get some good effects. I would love that. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> Just make it practical even. Make practical effects. Like I'll take that over bad CGI any day. Yeah, that's true. You know what we need to talk about? Oh no, what's The that? love triangle. Did you yes. love it or hate it? You know, I I always like a love triangle. Right. And I I think this one I was I was a little torn throughout most of it. I was yeah. always kind of like who should she be with? And it was one of those where like, oh, well, and she's in this scene with this guy. I like him. But then she's yeah. in this scene with the other guy. I like the other guy. So I I thought it was well done. Yeah. And um, the interesting part was that they're both sad boys. They're both brooding sad boys. They are, which we love or yeah. I love at least. I mean, we both do, but I think you yeah. lean a little bit sadder. So which one yeah. was your favorite? <laughs> 
Yeah. You lean towards the sadder boy. Not that yeah. you are sad. No, it's okay. I do lean a little <laughs> more sadder. You know, they need to be really freaking sad for me. All right. We need we need crying scenes. We need real sad. So which boy was the saddest for you? So I was leaning more towards Tyler. Okay. Um, I just think I found him like a little more charming. And a little cuter. Yeah. Uh, you know, Xavier's long hair wasn't doing it for me. Um, and hair is very important to me, as we've learned. Yeah. But I think I was just leaning more towards Tyler because I thought that I like when characters don't have too much in common. Mm. And I thought that they lived like different lives and were learning from each other. So I found myself leaning towards him. See, I am on the other side of this. I, I liked Tyler, yeah. like I said, but I, for whatever reason, was rooting for Xavier because I do like when they have things in common. I like a little bit yeah. when they have that sort of shared, um, not history, but they, they're both students at the school. They both yeah. have complicated relationships with their parents. Um, they're both trying to figure out their psychic abilities. And so I, I liked that about him. Um, and, you know, I liked that even though she treated him like shit repeatedly, he still showed up to save her life over and over again. I know. I do love a good, you know, the guy saving, you know, even though it's not great. I know. I know. I understand that. But, but she saves the day in the end. But he yes. saves her so that she can save the day. I, I just still think it's hot. Like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, we like, like a little chivalry. It's yeah. And, but, and you know what? I know Wednesday can, like, save herself. So it's not like I think she needs a man to save her. But do I think it's hot when he comes in and saves her? Yes. Yes. I'm human. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. Um yeah. But no, I I do think it's true. Like you do really like a couple where they have like things in common mm -hmm. and you're like, I think that this is a relationship that could actually work. And I'm like, no, it needs to not be rooted in reality. <laughs> like these two people should not be together, but I want them to be together. <laughs> I like the aspect of the love triangle. You know, Jenna Ortega has talked a lot about this. Uh, you know, I think she's directly is quoted as fuck love triangles, which I just have to disagree with. Like, I'm sorry. It's a fun element. It wasn't the main part of the story. It just added a little something and makes the stakes like a little higher. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like you said, it's not the focus and it doesn't right. make Wednesday any less of a strong character. Exactly. Um, it just, you know, it makes it dramatic. Yeah, and that's what we want. We just want something fun and dramatic. Like, well, and like, yes, I do find it interesting of like her maybe like giving eyes to someone and kind of like showing a little bit more like emotion. Like, I think that that's like an interesting area of the character to explore. Yeah, it's like the only um, area of her life where we see her be uncomfortable and sort of like on the back foot. Like she's exactly. so strong and so self-assured. Um, and so sort of brazen in every other aspect in school with like relate with adults and yeah. in like these romantic relationships, she's like out of her depth and yes. is like really overwhelmed. And so I think it humanizes her a little bit to exactly. see her finally have like a weak spot is that like she like doesn't know how to act with a, bo a cute boy. <laughs> right. I know. And like relationships and love, it's like so relatable like even though she's supernatural she's you know struggling with the same things as like a normie girl is struggling mm. with yeah. um that's just like another interesting layer to the show and i will be very upset if in season two we don't get like any form of love interest 
Like, I'm sorry, I need that. And like, I know that she said, like, we're taking all that out. Like, that is, what are the stakes then? I mean, there are some folks on the internet who think that maybe her and Enid should get together. I know. And I've seen that. And I just think, though, like, I want Wednesday to have a friend, though. Mm -hmm. I agree. So I think, like, that's something she really needs in her life. Like, I'd rather just see them as friends than see them turn romantic. I think so, too. I think, like, and if you want to make her, like, a queer character, that's fine. That's totally. great. But not with Enid. I think that it's important to keep that the two of them and their relationship, like, friendly. They're also, like, roommates. So it's, like, and that's, like, a fun aspect of the show. It's, like, the colorful side of the room and yep. then the black side of the room. Like, if they get together, you take away that kind of, like, fun girls living together thing. Yeah. Which we love. I know. We do love a female friendship on these shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't care who the love interest is, <laughs> but I need there to be a love interest for sure. And a more viable one, because at the end of yeah. the day, neither... Uh, Xavier or Tyler were like strong options I agree they were kind of like crappy options for her yeah so like if we're gonna give her a love interest give her like somebody that can match her I completely agree with that like I would love to meet a new like supernatural character who is like maybe new to the school and and yeah they kind of go toe-to-toe with each other I think that would be fun yeah wait so one other thing about the love triangle did you think it was a little weird that like both of those guys were just like into her right away too like it just seemed like there wasn't like enough like build build up yeah like it is a little strange because she walks in and she's like so cold and weird and like and like I don't know how you would just see someone like that and be like, that would be enough to overcome like their personality. Like I could see you being intrigued or whatever. Yeah. But like the fact that, yeah, they're both like really into her right off the bat. Falling at her feet. Is a little, it's odd. It's like a fantasy. Yeah. It's like, just like I needed like a little bit of a build. Like I do think in these like shorter seasons, like when we're only getting eight episodes, Mm. like we're not getting that like, oh, he glanced at her in episode three. Right. Like, oh, is something going to, like, turn into that? And then it's, like, on episode five, their hands, you know, yeah. touch. Like, we kind of, like, love that slow build. And I feel like in these shows that are only, like, eight episodes for a season, it's, like, that just gets completely cut, taken out, and people are just I'm in love already and it's like whoa 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 like I need that like side glance I need those little moments you know yeah I think episode three is the dance episode and so she's already taken Tyler to the dance and then like breaking his heart when he finds out she was using him and like already she's disappointed him in episode three like I know I still want the you know again you know writers if you're listening don't take out the love keep it in okay (laughs) I feel like before we talk about season two let's talk about the ending like what did you think about the ending and the you know the mystery being revealed and you know what do you think about it I think they did a pretty good job it was a little bit telegraphed for me like I kind of wanted to be a little bit more surprised than I was I agree but you know, overall, I appreciated it. I liked it. Um, I liked when they all came together to defend the school and, and that. I don't know how I feel about the 
final final scene where like she gets those messages that are saying like I'm watching you like I part of yeah. me likes a cliffhanger but also I was like that's kind of like a lame cliffhanger yeah I just don't think that we needed it no and I feel like it's gonna end up being something dumb you know like I feel like it's just not gonna maybe be like what we want it to be and I get that they're trying to kind of set up season two a little bit but that just felt a, a stalkery text just felt a little weak to me yeah I think that like if it's already like a school with supernatural students. So like yeah. you don't need to leave it on a cliffhanger. Like you can just have this mystery be done right. and something new and weird can happen because like that's the world that you're living in. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're going to give us a cliffhanger, like give us a death or like something crazy. Mm. Like I don't need a text. Yeah. Did you like the way that they wrapped up the mystery though? So I did like that it was like wrapped up. Like I didn't have like too many like remaining questions from it. I did think it was a little obvious at one point because, you know, they're not just going to have Christina Ricci in this series and just have her be like a normie teacher. Like, I just think that it was like kind of clear, like that there was more for that character Mm -hmm. to do. Um, But what I did love was, yeah, all the students coming together um, to help save the school. Like, I think that that is always so fun in these supernatural shows of like all right you use your skills and then you can use your skills for this like everybody gets involved even people who like hate each other are coming together to save the school like that is a storyline that just like always works for me so I really appreciated that about the ending you know it did feel a little weak and kind of a little silly like at times like with Crackstone you know pilgrim man like i know and we're resurrecting him from body parts and yeah yeah, there was like a lot there and i felt like it was like all happening in like one episode and i'm like we probably could have brought some of this up like a little earlier it just felt like all at once um and it was a little much for me um for one episode take notes for season two yeah I do think in season two I wouldn't be surprised if they went like darker you know with like the mystery and what's going on not like this like wasn't super dark but it just kind of felt like yeah a little more lighter of like a pilgrim man is yeah is like being resurrected so I wouldn't be surprised if in season two they go they go pretty dark with it I feel like in season one I think shows like to keep it a little bit more light and like try and you know, kind of like see where people land with that. Mm -hmm. And then in season two, they're like, well, now let's make the show that we really wanted to make. Yeah, I think I would like that. I would like a mystery that's set more in the present. Yeah. And has to do with what's happening now. Again, <laughs> I, you know how... She didn't, now that history was not yeah, working for you. I You're like, like I don't history. need a history lesson. I just think, I think it's a little, it's too much. And it's particularly the, the convenience of like that it's Wednesday's ancestor yeah like the gates family thing of like her parents and the brother dies and she's the sisters come back to get like revenge like that i'm fine with but like i forgot about all the that. sort of like the, ch- <laughs> the chosen nature of it like i was like yeah. why like why does it have to be her ancestor and whatever and in this place that she's never been to before but she right. comes back you know they do that you know on the vampire diaries all the time it's how it's magically the same town and so, yeah but you know but i get it like it's a storytelling device and it's for convenience and so like yeah. i still enjoyed it i just would like something a little different in season two yeah I, you know i'm all for kind of like zagging on season two and like if that was an element in season one like we don't need to 
have it in season two, especially since it was all wrapped up pretty like neatly. Um, I feel like we left on a little bit of a cliffhanger with Tyler, though, when he like comes back as a monster. We see him like being taken away and, you know, I know I want to know, is he going to like get rehabilitated and return? Like, is he going to come? Maybe he's going to like embrace the monster side, but get it under control and join the school like that could be fun. I know. I, I hope that he does join the school. I mean, I like that character. Yeah. I need a cute coffee boy in my show. So I, I would like it to see Tyler at the school. Yeah, and that could add a layer of drama that, like, um, Wednesday has to deal with this guy, this her ex, who was manipulating her, basically. Right. Yeah, what a trauma to, like, have, like, your first kiss be, like, a, a murdering monster. That's horrible. Poor well, girl. I, I also, though, wanted to, and maybe this will happen in season two, but I wanted to explore a little bit more the, the trauma that Tyler experienced because that was, like, a lot. And I feel like we just kind of, like, graced over that. So I hope in season two we get in a little bit more about like what happened to him, his trauma. Yeah. I think just more of the characters that we already know would be great. Like I want to know Enid a little bit more. I want to see her relationship with Ajax and like get to know, like they tease this whole thing with Bianca and this like cult thing that she's a part of or money scheme. I don't remember exactly when like the, the woman comes to visit her at the school and is like, you need to use your siren song to do this. And she's like, no, I won't do that anymore. And they just kind of like, it goes away, but I forgot about that. Exactly. Like it was just briefly touched on and it didn't really have any consequence. The fact that this woman shows up at the school, like it didn't really affect anything. Yeah. But like, I want to know more about that. I would like to know more about the sirens, like in general, because I feel like that's a supernatural concept that, you know, hasn't been explored much in these shows. Mm -hmm. And they're super interesting and have a lot of layers there. And I think I would also love like the characters to kind of like be in a group together. Like, I feel like in season one, Wednesday is in every single scene for the most part, Mm -hmm. which is a lot. And I, I would like to kind of have these secondary characters have more individual storylines in season two and we get to follow their journey a little bit more on top of Wednesdays. Yeah, I think so too. I think just more, more like high schooly type stuff is what we're looking for. Oh yeah. I, you know, I hope in season two, we still get these teen elements. I mean, I would love to see a school play. Oh my God. I love a school play. It's such a good plot device. Everybody comes together for the school play. Like, you know, I think that would be really great. I loved when we had the boat race in season Mm -hmm. one. So I want like more of those events. Like show me another dance. Show me, um, you know, not like homecoming, but something like similar, like some form of game. Right. Like some type of like alumni event or something where like everyone has to come together again like yeah a game a a competition of some sort yeah some form of back to school fair you know get me a ferris wheel like (laughs) i need yeah i need a back to school carnival that's what i need um yeah i would love to see some more of those elements in season two for sure i especially loved you know the clicks that Mm -hmm. we that we got in season one we had the fangs the furs, stoners, scales. Which which click would you have been in, Claire? I would like to be a scales. I would like to be a siren. Yes. Um, I just think like they're just so chic. Yeah. Like they have like that iridescent skin and those oh, glowing yeah. eyes. And I would Beautiful. love to, they look stunning. Yeah. And I would love to be able to just, you know, sing a little song and get people to do what I want. <laughs> 
I know. I love when they showed them like in like a choir practice or something. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, I would also want to be in the scales. Um, I'm a water girl, so I feel like I would fit in well with that. Yeah, that's the only thing that I wouldn't care about. But, you know. Yeah. The power. I mean, and as someone who's tone deaf, I would love to be able to sing. So yeah. that would be fun. I feel like I could also probably fit in with the fangs, even though we don't know much about the vampires. But but we I do just know, love a vampire. We know that. Yeah, you're a vampire girly. Yeah. Yeah. I think second choice would for me, maybe I'd be a, a stoner. A Gorgon. Yeah. That was an interesting element. A random click to have because there are also like Wednesday is like kind of like a psychic. Like she's got these like like mental abilities, psychic abilities. And so does like Xavier. Like it's not witchcraft in this show, but it's like they just call them like psychic abilities because he can make those paintings come to life. So like what click is that? Because I would like to be in that click too. I know. I mean, there's so many like supernatural elements to this show and we really, you know, we, I want to learn more about these powers that everybody Uh, has. Like the kid who controls bees. Where does that fall in the social hierarchy? I know. Are they just like anonymous? Like, (laughs) like we don't know where to put you go over there in the corner. (laughs) You're part of anonymous. Yeah. The miscellaneous. (laughs) Yes. Miscellaneous. I feel like was the word I was thinking of there and went with anonymous. Um, But I also feel like, you know, I could be a good vampire in this one because they don't seem to do that much. So you'd kind of just chill. You're never really the one who's having to save the day. And that sounds nice. Um, So I'll just sit in the corner, you know, drinking my blood, having a good old time. I love Um, that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think we did it. We have dissected all of Wednesday, um, which was a fabulous teen show. Definitely, I think, one of my favorites. I know. I so enjoyed it. I can't wait for season two whenever it comes. Um, But I'm I'm excited for more Wednesday. It's going to be great. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has a great Halloween and a great ending to spooky season. And be sure to tune in next week. Yep. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review us. Um, and you can also follow us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at previously on underscore teen TV. Thanks for, for listening. listening.